2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
3: Are you in the chat? Am
4: I in the chat? I'm just wondering.
3: You don't have to be. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, how come you're not in the chat?
3: I am, but as you.
4: Why are you in it as me? Get out. Because
3: we have one login. Otherwise, we have to yeah, pay for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're both you.
4: Don't be me. I want to say lame chick stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, first order of business, Alice. Um, this is what you'll be wearing from now on. <laughs> you'll be wearing... It's a one-time Halloween event. it's not. You've, you've lost weight. <laughs> your body looks kicking. <laughs> no. And this is what we were doing from now on. This is an audio a visual medium as well. The video is at least mm-hmm. these Patreon folks are paying money, Alice. They're paying money.
3: That feels kind of wrong a little bit. Well, it's the it's <laughs>
4: Alice. It's the it's the oldest occupation <laughs> <laughs>
3: in Western civilization. I don't know that I like that. It's okay. I agreed to wear a Halloween no.
4: costume for
3: you, honey, but um, I think this is a one-time Halloween. No, it costume. isn't.
4: And the yes. little the little sock stuff <laughs> I as well. Think the
3: socks are is weird. It,
4: should I put my other Camera on you too. Do you-
3: no, I think it's plenty of cameras. You've taken a thousand pictures. I think we're okay. I think we are okay.
4: I approve of this look. Thanks. This is obviously Alice's bar wench look, the same power poly- girl look. Uh, because I was inspired by the Oktoberfest party that I went to, and. Yes, you will be pressed into the service with no. this. Yes you will. Yes you will, Alice.
3: <laughs> One time event. One time event. It is event. not. I'll
4: it is. make it worth your while. And um so this looks excellent. Thank well you. done on the cleavage and your uh legs and your uh high socks with your little ribbons. On,
3: I hate
5: that, you insisted that's so which corny. you insisted
4: um, my moles tell me that you wore that to Tufts when you were <laughs> no, in Tufts. That's what my moles are telling me.
3: High socks are so cringe. I oh, do it.
4: right. So all right, uh, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. What happened to Paul Pelosi?
3: Um. <sighs> somebody hit him with a hammer.
4: I get that part. <laughs> I know that. I
3: don't know. What so else? why
4: was that? The why res- was the per- the hammer guy at his house, and why was there another person who answered the door for police? who nobody seems to be talking about. It's incredible. Chuck Todd actually had his reporter on saying there's many more facts that we've now found from the source. He talked to his reporter, and his reporter knew nothing. And you know what? They don't want to know anything. This is remarkable. Um, I got it somewhere too. NBC Meet the Press. Listen to this. This is Chuck Todd and his reporter.
6: Let's get the latest on where this investigation stands. I'm joined now by our uh, investigative course.
4: So the latest, I figure, you know, it's been, you know, a day and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have some new stuff here because all I know is that all of these Sunday shows said this is only the latest in political attacks against political office holders, et cetera, even though Nancy was nowhere to be found. Um, They're calling
3: it it an assassination attempt against the Speaker of the House.
4: Right. And this is. Uh, directly related to our, how vitriolic our politics have gotten, which all began with Donald Trump, of course. This is another out this in January 6th. They're literally putting these things together, making it part of um, this big fog of, of BS that they're working on. But listen to this. This dude, the reporter, has nada.
6: On it, Tom Winter. So, Tom, we know that there's uh, multiple law enforcement agencies involved. We know that the suspect, uh, D- David Pepe is going to be charged tomorrow. What else have you learned overnight?
0: Right. Some important details I think you might find interesting, Chuck. It's our understanding now that this individual, David DePepe, as you alluded to, 42, no known address, uh, no uh, recent employment that we're aware of, uh, was able to get into the Pelosi bedroom where Paul Pelosi was. All that, according to District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. It
4: is good. What do you mean? He was able to get in. Yeah, we got that. Your job is to find out how he was able to get in. How was he able to get in? Was he able to get in because he was expected and the door was open for him? Or was he able to get in because he picked the lock or smashed a window? Reporter? Anybody? Anybody have anything?
0: In an interview with NBC News yesterday, she said that this individual has been interviewed by police, so it indicates that he is at least talking.
4: So he interviewed with NBC News. This is NBC's Meet the Press. And the reporter never found out how he was able to get in? He was able to get in. But He, he was spawned there?
3: Well, yeah. Or, I mean, do you you don't have the 911 call, do you?
4: No, but uh, do you, did you send it to us? I
3: think I did, yeah. Okay, I'll um, check it out. Hold but, on. But I'll look again. ...to them,
0: which might help out figuring... Not only why he was there, what his specific motive was, but perhaps just as importantly, what he intended to do when he was there. Certainly anybody that brought a hammer and attempted to kill Paul Pelosi uh, is somebody that probably had some pretty violent intents if the speaker
4: was there. But we're hopeful to get some reporting power of this guy. If he brought a hammer, he had some violent tendencies. It?
0: More information about that. Uh, as you said, expected to be charged on state charges tomorrow. She also indicated that it's possible that federal authorities could move forward with charges uh, in a parallel investigation or a parallel case uh, as well sometime in the future. You know, there have been a
6: lot of uh, of the reports have indicated sort of how police got there and they witnessed the beating at the time. And there seems to be a hint that there was a third.
4: Which is also a little odd mm-hmm. because they went there. It's also a little odd. Was-
6: third person in the house. Third person. You You've got mm-hmm. some new details on that as well, Tom. What person. can you tell us? Go.
0: Well, that's correct, Chuck. So it, the police chief came out and did a press conference later on Friday when when most people had uh, uh, already started to go to bed on the East Coast. And and in that press conference, uh, he stated that there was a third person inside the house that opened the door for police when they were called to that house. And that's when they saw the struggle over the hammer between uh, Depepe and Pelosi. And then Depepe, according to police, uh, struck Pelosi in the head, with that hammer, you know, we've done an analysis on De Pepe's social media and blog mm-hmm. posts over the years, both law enforcement, our analysis, kind of the same uh, in this regard, that he had some fringe left-wing views.
4: Who was the person who opened the door, sir? Yeah. Tell us who the person who opened the door was.
3: Thanks for confirming that there was a third person in the house.
4: So it seems to me, mm-hmm. and I'm speculating here, Alice, seems to me that... You invite a person over, two people come over, you then want them gone. Maybe maybe the recreational period had come to an end, who knows what it was, but you want them gone. You clandestinely call the police, police come, and one dude is mad that you've called the cops and nails you with a hammer. That's my speculation. I don't know anything about it
0: some fringe right-wing views, uh, but according to our own Ben Collins, really over the last year or so, Chuck, mm-hmm. this individual went to the alt-right, far-right type ideology that we've seen talking QAnon, talking Pizzagate, and then Trump just a lot election. of very right. anti-Semitic postings.
4: And I don't know why I like you adding that. We found a lot of anti-Semitic postings. Well, if any of the victims were Jewish here, that would matter.
3: Other than that, it just means he's an a-hole. Right. He's been listening to Kanye West, obviously. Yeah. <laughs>
6: And, Tom, this attack happened, and it was coincidental that DHS and other law enforcement agencies put out uh, a public warning of domestic political violence events in the next couple of weeks surrounding the election. What more?
3: That's great, but this isn't a domestic political violence event. This is either, I mean, either something else super weird is going on with Paul Pelosi and this guy, or, or, you know, best case, the most charitable reading for the Pelosi's is that this crazy nutjob nudist guy went into their home with a hammer and had some sort of discussion with Paul Pelosi that ended in the hammer event. But he's not a right wing political activist trying to overthrow the government. He's just a crazy person.
4: Uh, I think <laughs> I mean, he's like- at least a crazy
6: person. <laughs> Can you tell us about it?
0: Yeah, they're clearly concerned about it. Both the FBI, the DHS, and the National Counterterrorism Center. We can take a look at it. But essentially, they're saying, following the 2022 midterm elections, perceptions of election-related fraud or dissatisfaction could result in these heightened threats of violence.
4: I love that this news organization is laundering this bureaucratic BS at face value. I mean, I wouldn't take anything these bureaucrats say at face value. So there's
3: the fact that there's the third person in the House. And there's also the fact I did resend you that okay. 911 call stuff so that you can hear that because did you
4: get that by the way resend me?
3: But I'm not. I'm just letting you know it's at the top of the stack now.
4: Oh, by the way, where were we? Where pe- more people were hitting on you recently. It's the oh, it's the other liquor store in the other town, right?
5: <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, it's guys,
4: hard. I realize that she's uh, you know she's irresistible, but please try to resist for a moment. She's just trying to buy some um mick ultra organic seltzers you know (laughs) my goodness but yeah go ahead northern four car Eight priority 910 2640 broadway cross of scott and normandy i have a 14 hour copy rp stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife rp stated that he doesn't know who the male is but he advised that his name is david and that he is a friend rp sounded somewhat confused is a friend rp sounded somewhat confused so
3: that's, that's, it. that's all I needed. But, um, so yeah, so he says he doesn't know who he is, but he says his name is David and he's a friend. So that's either he knows this guy or knows why he's in the house mm-hmm. or something, or he's saying things to call him the crazy person in the house. Right, it's Down. possible. Like, I. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go all in for the... Gay sex theory, like, like the. Uh, Alice, you know? Look, no, my... I think it's a possibility that's on the table, but I don't think you necessarily need that.
4: You know where we were two months ago in Santa Monica. Hmm. First thing I did when we got there, Alice, is grab a copy of the Santa Monica Observer, mm-hmm. which is considered the paper of record in California. Okay. Santa Monica Observer. This is in the um the Wayback Machine. This is from earlier yesterday. The awful truth, Paul Pelosi was drunk again and in a dispute with a male prostitute early Friday morning. Hmm. Paul Pelosi stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. Yeah, right. As San Francisco's gay bars closed at 2 a.m., two gay men met in a bar and went home together. Happens every night in this city, by the way, except one of these men was married to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. I don't know that that the um, Santa Monica Observer is a straight-up... Neutral party. Uh, yeah, I
3: tend to think not, probably.
4: Uh, you guys, the, the writer continues. I might disappear for telling you the truth. If I do, you all know why. But here's what really happened on Friday morning in San Francisco, in my honest opinion. According to the San Francisco Police Department, RP, reporting person, stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend, the dispatch official said. RP sounded somewhat confused.
3: Well, so, and here's it's what... It's so. been a
4: rumor for years in San Francisco that Paul Pelosi is gay. David Depepe, Pepe, whatever, is said to be a Castro nudist. The lunatic who allegedly assaulted Paul Pelosi is a Berkeley resident and former Castro nudist protester and hemp jewelry maker. Sounds totally MAGA Republican to me. Laugh, laugh. Uh, okay, so here's the story related to me by a source. Castro nudists are a group of really radical gay male prostitutes that parade around naked with...
3: I don't know that. I, like, so this, I'm
4: just reading the the San Francisco San Monica Observer.
3: Well, apparently they've also like reported that Hillary Clinton died, and that the current Hillary Clinton is a body double. So well, this that a is a proven fact. <laughs> so this is the whole thing um, with this. That's interesting to me, though, is that Elon Musk tweeted that Santa Monica Observer oh, story. Really? Yeah, and people got all upset. So the San Francisco Chronicle. Was like saying that, um, you know, he's tweeting out this. How do they put it? Elon Musk tweets anti-LGBTQ conspiracy theory about Paul Pelosi attack. Elon Musk tweet promotes baseless anti-LGBTQ conspiracy theory.
4: How is it anti-LGBTQ?
3: Um, Because it's saying he might be LGBTQ. <laughs> I don't know.
4: Okay, so that's just an interesting thing. It's just another interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I would wager that there's a little more to the story and that Paul is, uh, realizes that he has to construct a couple of different stories, one for Nancy and one for the cops. That's what I'm, I'm just speculating on, so I think it's fair to speculate.
3: Yeah, so I don't know what's going on. I don't think that the Santa Monica Observer is a credible source. Elon Musk did eventually delete his tweet Um, He initially tweeted it at Hillary Clinton, by the way, (laughs) so just to make things really interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think there is a lot going on in that story that makes no sense. And
4: and this was on all the Sunday shows today, breathlessly trying to make this a thing so that they could try to turn around the election. They were breathlessly trying to make this a thing. They're breathlessly trying to make the Dobbs decision a thing and mm-hmm. uh, and and attacking uh Republicans for this or that or this or that or this or that or this and that,
3: well, and they're trying to draw a direct line between I forget who it was was it McCarthy who said it would be hard not to hit Nancy Pelosi with the gavel or something
4: well did he I don't when know.
3: somebody became speaker, I forget anyway, so but they're trying to see like see and then a person showed up with a hammer, like it's you know they're trying to say that this is like an organized insurrection by the republicans right that's essentially what they they tried nancy pelosi and they're like all breathlessly complaining that the media isn't covering it as political violence they're not saying that it's an assassination attempt everyone complained that quote the assassination attempt on the speaker of the house isn't like the whole front page of the new york times and like oh we know the new york times is such a right-wing newspaper and all this stuff they're out of their minds because the media who the meat we already know the media is not very honest but they're honest enough that they're having a difficult time twisting this story into the narrative of a MAGA insurrection
4: right right and this is a tough
3: sell even for them you know
4: like there's Joe Biden on the matter
7: on. I've been on the phone with Nancy arranged for her to be able to get from Washington out to uh out to see her husband, Bobby. She's in the plane now, heading out there.
4: Her husband, Bobby. <laughs> Who knew?
3: Uh,
4: Who knew? That he has
3: no idea what's
7: going
4: on. Paul or Bobby or, or whatever there.
7: And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke. Everybody, that's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states.
4: And-, <laughs> and so the left feels that now that since this... But this was definitely a standard Republican attack. Uh huh. So um,
3: that's normally how you try and get rid of your political enemies under a corrupt regime: is you send an insane nudist person with a hammer.
4: But Margaret Brennan is mad um, that um, that this is her with Paul. Oh, sorry, Tom Emmer. Hold on. Hold on. She's second.
3: mad. Hold on one second.
4: Yeah, this is a... Tom Emery is a U.S. House candidate, and they want listen to, to Margaret Prennan. She wants this guy to uh, change his tune.
7: I never saw anyone after Steve Scalise was shot by a I'm Bernie about Sanders right supporter. Now, trying
5: to equate Democrat
7: now. rhetoric with those actions. Please don't do that.
5: That no, okay. Looking at your candidates, Republican candidates have spent more than $116 million on ads that mention Speaker Pelosi by name in this cycle.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Because she's Speaker of the House. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. So Republicans can't at all criticize the
5: left.
3: No, you have to pull your campaign ads a week before the election, please, because a crazy person got into Paul Pelosi's house.
5: If this is about the issues, why don't you make it about the issues? Why not depersonalize it?
7: It is absolutely about the issues. It's about the fact that we have double-digit inflation, exploding, exploding cost of living. We've got a crime wave across this country that is in the direct this moment, result. We are eight is the direct days result
5: out, Don't you think this needs to change? Why not Again. pull some of these ads? Why not just delete your well, tweet? I'm
7: sure, I'm sure people like to talk about anything but what the Democrats have done in this country, which, quite frankly, is exploding cost of living, a crime wave in our major cities that is the result of this defund the police nonsense and cashless bail. I mean, you look at New York City where you put someone in jail at 9 p.m. for uh, assaulting someone on the street and they're back out on the street at 9 a.m. committing crimes again. You look at my uh, uh, state of Minnesota, Minneapolis has 6,000 assaults since the beginning of the year, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Those are the issues that are top of mind for every voter in this country. Yeah. That's why they're going to show up in on the, on november 8th Mm -hmm. and that's why republicans are going to win in the midterms
5: that's what our projections are showing but i would suggest more pink slips fewer weapons in our ads in this environment sir thank you for joining us face nation will be right back stay with us
4: but i would suggest what a dumb (laughs) cough seriously can you imagine like this person's a member of the media and that's you're 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 arguing like a four-year-old right You have to take away all the ads that say mean things that say that that, that your opponent voted with Nancy Pelosi 90% of the time. Nancy Pelosi is in politics. She's in a tough field. Nancy Pelosi made herself a controversial figure. Well,
3: and do you think that if a guy with a hammer in his underwear showed up in Mar-a-Lago and tried to attack Melania, do you think that the Democrats would pull all of their campaign ads that mentioned Donald Trump? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> Nothing would ever in a million years make them stop mentioning Donald Trump. You're going to keep mentioning these lightning rod figures that are unpopular with your base. Like, that's just what you do. I, it's so absurd. And it's so absurd that the media would ask for Republicans to do that, knowing that they would never in a million years do that on the other side for a second.
4: Well, this is... As a
3: matter of fact, they'd be running ads based on it, so...
4: Yes, now, um, in other, the, the, the Democrats in these shows are absolutely desperate, absolutely desperate. Actually, I should get to that. I should just I just play a little bit of that. Um, uh, yeah, let me just just this is just like the open of um, of Meet the Press.
0: You think your dog deserves the best? This Sunday,
6: violent assault. This was not a random act. This was intentional. And it's wrong. The husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi attacked by a man with a hammer inside their San Francisco home. This did not happen in a vacuum. No. You're done. You're done. Toxic Lawmakers in do. both parties are experiencing growing threats of violence and
7: intimidation. Condemn what produces the violence.
6: Why political disinformation and perceptions of election fraud may be fueling this latest spike in
4: threats. So there's it, the absolute correlation. This is what they're on about. This is what they want you to be thinking of. Now, another thing that they pushed to, ABC had, what's her name f- was filling in for ABC? Martha Raddatz was filling who gets very emotional at things. She had another analyst reporter lady on, and they talked about, Martha Raddatz is very upset because you're not making Dobbs the issue. You're not making Dobbs the issue. So Alice and I driving our son's uh, soccer game we listened to this segment and it was rather bizarre <laughs> they're, they're ticked off that the polls aren't, aren't swinging in the favor of the democrats because of the Dobbs thing and so they tried one last time to get you to care
1: Martha, and it certainly has changed that uh the day roe v wade was overturned by the supreme court Many pregnant women in this country woke up to far fewer choices and their doctors are now having to help them navigate the care they get across the country.
4: it? Uh, kind of an innocuous thing? I mean, <laughs> yeah,
3: there's fewer abortions now. This is terrible. I mean, OK, that's what we want. That's good.
4: <laughs> yeah, they, they may even say, I think, later in this thing, it's like 28 states, um, you know, green light, all kinds of abortions. That's a lot of states. <laughs> Let's see the problem. You can...
8: We knew from the second it happened that our lives, the way that we provided medical care, were going to change. And that our patients were going to be so much more desperate.
1: Since the Supreme Court's Dobbs abortion decision, at least 14 states have ceased nearly all abortion services, leaving patients to travel to one of 24 states which allow abortion up to 22 weeks or beyond while the US has been dealing with the maternal mortality crisis for years the impact of abortion becoming illegal in some states was felt instantaneously by doctors who take care of women at places like Planned Parenthood in California how quickly after In California that- really
4: <laughs> Well because people had to travel from other states to there so oh, they right. had out of staters
1: that decision was announced. Did you start to see things change?
8: When Roe versus Wade was overturned last summer, we saw an additional 200% increase in patients coming from out of state.
4: In Texas... Seems like the system's working.
3: Yeah, it seems like the people that want abortions are getting them in the states that allow them. And overall, people that, you know, are able to actually keep the baby and aren't just doing it out of pure convenience, decide not to spend the extra money and bother to travel somewhere to get the How abortion. How
1: quickly after that decision was announced did you start to see things change?
8: When Roe versus Wade was overturned last summer, we saw an additional 200% increase in patients coming from out of state.
1: In Texas, where nearly all abortions are illegal, this Planned Parenthood clinic is still trying to help patients as best they can.
8: We're providing all the other care that we've always provided, access to contraception, STI testing and treatment, breast and cervical cancer screenings, all of those things are still available and there's actually more of a demand for those services given the landscape that people are navigating. And
1: timing can make the difference between life and death for a woman with an undesired pregnancy who is seeking termination. A lot of
8: people have irregular menstrual cycles and so they just don't know when they got pregnant. Um, and, of course, every week Maybe that goes know that. by, it becomes more expensive, more challenging. And across the country, we're seeing that abortion providers in states where abortion remains legal are being overwhelmed by the influx of patients from out of state. Um, and the
1: emotional or psychological toll on these women and their doctors is significant. What is it like for you in your experience? And, and are there times where, you know...
4: What is it like for you and your experience of destroying fetuses uh, emotionally, having to deal with being a lot busier? Who cares about a lot busier? If you've made the mental leap to destroy little babies Mm -hmm. in utero, then you're on a different plane than a lot of people already. Yeah,
3: you're in a sick, weird place to start with. So, I mean, it's so odd. And it's so odd being so upset that more children were born. That more people didn't kill their babies mm-hmm. is such a weird thing to be upset yes, about. Like
4: 30,000 babies got through.
3: I <laughs> know oh, and like We're it's, trying to
4: set the record this year you know,
3: And there was even like one article This was a while ago This was like mm-hmm. under the Texas law When it started to be like nine months after the Texas law They interviewed women who had had the babies That had wanted to have the abortions Who talked about like how they And they're like well I like my kid now But you know I didn't <laughs> I was going to abort them and then I couldn't Like what an Sorry. odd thing For your kid Sorry to grow up that. and read When they google you
6: Flushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Run through
8: a gamut of emotions yourself. Abortion is just one type of health care, and I provide a lot of types of health care. And so what I would say is that it's not medi- medical care. or. Per-
4: I love that. I love that. <clears throat> Abortion is just one type of health care. It's a very unique type of health care. Yeah, it's the only
3: one that results in a dead body every time on purpose
8: providing medical care that takes a toll on me. It's working within a system that provides for neither health care, nor is it actually a system. It's the, the structural challenges that weigh on me the most. We will
1: and now, something that was previously inconceivable, a legal or criminal threat to doctors who treat women in states where abortion is illegal. Can you...
4: Wait, a, a criminal threat?
3: For doing something that's illegal in that state. Right. Yes.
4: Well, I think there's a way to avoid being prosecuted. Yeah.
3: Don't break the new laws.
1: Right. Fathom what it would be like to risk uh, criminal and legal consequences for doing your job as a physician.
8: No, it's so challenging. I mean, imagine being a doctor and having before you a patient with an ectopic pregnancy, and you're not even sure if you can provide a life-saving medical treatment. Is there every any way? Is there state, any way to be sure?
3: I just want to <laughs> point out that there's every, no way I
8: can't be sure. Every
3: can you look it up? Oh, I could state, look it up. Every single state has a life of the mother exception. Every single state, and. Ectopic whole... pregnancy always endangers the life of the mother, so it is always possible to treat an ectopic pregnancy by removing the. This entire
4: baby. segment is simply there to try to make women feel traumatized.
3: It's like weird, insane oh. scaremongering to try and make you feel like, like something's happening to you.
4: I've never had, I've never seen something where we're talking to doctors about their emotional state because they're getting more business than usual.
3: Yeah. Sorry that you have to deliver the baby. Is this too much work? <laughs> no, but that
4: woman doesn't have to deliver the baby. She's in California. She's rocking and rolling. The problem is for her is that they're really, really busy. But there's nothing. They're trying to create a trauma in this story. And they, there is no real trauma. So they've had to make a an, an emotional trauma story out of this. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The doctors are hurting. You know, they used their friends in Utah used to do just as many abortions. And now they can't. That way is on a person.
8: <laughs> You're literally choosing between saving the life of your patient and going to jail. And Martha,
1: it is not just doctors taking these risks; it's patients too. Traveling out of state, oh much more goodness. of an inconvenience, much more than an inconvenience for these women. It is putting them at higher risk medically. Not to mention the mental and financial burden this additional transportation is taking on them. It is significant. It is. It is indeed significant.
8: And you and understand, gender, moms? As you know, we've got this you new this morning from
4: middle-aged women, malign moms, people going yoga retreats. Be um, traumatized. Mm-hmm. even if you don't think you are, and you live in a nice blue state with all sorts of abortion available. And
3: your husband already has a vasectomy and right, all exactly. the other things, it's and you terrible. are not going to need an abortion. Terrible.
4: And- My goodness. Can you believe those tens of thousands of babies who had the audacity to get born?
8: 538, showing there have been 10,000 fewer abortions in two months since the Supreme Court decision oh, in June. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and if that trend continues, there could
4: be... Wait a second. There were 10,000... Born babies, probably almost all of them healthy. That is terrible. <laughs> that is that is very
3: scary news. When you that go is... to vote,
4: remember that ten thousand fewer abortions. So ten thousand survivors who would have would not have been surv- saved by this law. You know what? Probably we...
3: a lot of them
8: people of color.
4: Too. <laughs> Everybody should so get handmaid's tail outfits. Definitely, this is not
8: what we wanted. Sixty thousand fewer abortions. What does that oh, mean no. for women Not facing 60, this? Not sixty thousand. There have been ten so thousand fewer this, yeah. abortions in two months since the Supreme Court decision in June, and if that trend continues, there could be sixty thousand fewer abortions. What does that mean for women facing this? They,
4: they are seriously lamenting this as a tragic thing. There could be sixty thousand fewer. What kind of people? <laughs> what is this?
3: Yeah. What happened to safe, legal, and rare?
4: What is this?
3: <laughs> We're so disappointed. We really want more abortions. Like how this year. gross
4: is like cosmopolitan coastal like life that you're you celebrate this that you've got like scented candles and in your mind relishing the idea of, you know, somehow clawing back those 60,000 deaths. It's like how weird. What a weird bunch. You know,
1: I think it's important when people hear those numbers to understand that when this decision came out, all it did was put a stop in many states in the country to safe and legal abortion. It's not putting a stop to all abortions, so those numbers are Well, obviously, are legal, it put a stop to some numbers. of them. Abortions are still going on. They this is not a procedure that women should DIY it. There are significant medical <laughs> no. risks at stake. Uh, are you so sure? It's a significant concern, literally to for life, life and death issues.
4: Can you imagine? So what they're, they're saying what she's saying is that. The abortions haven't stopped. They're just now back alley abortions. Well, interesting. Seems to me, ABC has a whole news department. We should find out what's going on with these back alley abortions. Yeah, I mm.
3: hope. I I mean, because she's implying that there have been ten thousand potentially mysterious deaths of pregnant women in the country. That we should try and find some of them and see, um, you know, if if those women are okay because the dangerous back alley abortions that they've been performing. I mean, it's so absurd. It's so absurd and they're so dark and ugly. They're like literally bad people and that's it's the same reason they want to go after the pregnancy centers that give people donations and help and counseling and and medical services like ultrasounds. Um you know, to give them a different choice than abortion. That's why Liz Warren and Mar Healy and all these people want to go after those and stop those from existing. That's why the FBI hasn't spent any of their time investigating attacks on those only people who, like, go and sing hymns at uh, Planned Parenthood, right? Mm-hmm. Th- th- because... They actually want there to be abortions. They want poor people and minorities and women who are in desperate situations to need to go get abortions. There's one point in the clip, I can't remember if you played this part or not, but we definitely listened to it earlier when she was like, well, no one's smiling when they go get an abortion. This is difficult for women. No kidding! No kidding! So why are you the ones making them do it? You psycho! In our
8: poll, 62% think that abortion should be legal compared to 38% who don't, but Beyond the numbers, you're an OBGYN. You deal with this. What's been your experience dealing with women who want to terminate a problem?
1: Well, I think the angle that has not been discussed in this national debate and very um, emotionally charged dialogue is that this is not an easy decision for these women. I have never... First of all,
4: if they're talking about the national debate, wouldn't it be good to have somebody... On the other side of the issue on.
3: Yeah, there's a good half of the country out there that they could talk to, but they can't dealing find
1: with
8: women who want to terminate. a problem.
1: Well, I think the angle that has not been discussed in this national debate and very um, emotionally charged dialogue is that this is not an easy decision for these women. I have never seen a woman smiling ear to ear as she's rolled into the operating room. There are significant. Emo-
4: what procedures do people smile ear to ear for <laughs> as they're being rolled into the, you know what, you know, uh, it, the most joy, actually, when people are being rolled into uh, hospital rooms or delivery rooms, actually, mm-hmm. you want to talk about something that brings joy, it's people who have just had a kid
3: yeah and maybe you should be asking the people if they're this unhappy and the decision is this hard for them maybe you should be asking them if someone else is coercing them to do it or if they really want to do it Mm -hmm. and let them know they have other options and have ways to sign them up for medical care because we have in this country ways for pregnant women to get medical care even without employer-based insurance i mean there these things exist you know do we spend time trying to hook up pregnant mothers thinking about abortion with services like that or do we just let them think they have no other choice do we shut mm-hmm. down anyone who wants to help give them any other choice do we go after them do we make sure that the only choice that they have available to them is abortion and we're upset if not enough abortions get done I mean it's I um, I think it completely shows where their hearts are the fact that they pull out this this is their closing argument for the election,
4: I know. I know. This is their
3: closing argument for the election: is if you elect us, we'll make sure that ten thousand more babies get killed. Thank you. <laughs>
4: like- Don't let another sixty thousand get away next year. No. That's twenty 24- four, two hundred and forty thousand over the next four years. Ugh. That's no good.
3: I mean, what an insane thing. When people are, like, worried about real stuff in the economy and all this stuff, to for that to be your closing argument is, for the election is absolutely insane. And now, pair it with this hysteria about, like, violent right-wing extremism in January 6th and the uh, political assassination attempt on Nancy Pelosi. The whole thing is... It boggles my mind, and that's why they're losing in the polls right now. So I breathlessly track uh, 538, obviously, Uh which right now has um, the chances of the Democrats winning the Senate at 51% which is the lowest they've had it since uh the road decision. Oh my the Roe decision. We just you
4: just read this a few days ago and it was much higher.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been so since the road decision, it was up to like uh 70 for a while in like September. So the Dobbs decision came down back in like when was this? It was that was June 24. You can see in the lines cross, it sort of stays with the Republicans, like, up in the 50s and then heads down. And so this is, like, this is the lowest it's been since, like, July, basically, because that's the Dobbs decision is when it started to go down. And so this is, I mean, and this still has uh, Warnock ahead in Georgia. It mm. has uh, Fetterman still ahead in Pennsylvania. It still has Kelly ahead in Arizona, so I mean, I think, I think they're going to end up at fifty three, possibly fifty four then Two twenty four. I think it house. could be. I think it could be fifty four. Um, I haven't looked at the individual house races as closely. I know they're starting to get worried about Caroline Levitt in New Hampshire because mm-hmm. she's one of these like very Trumpy people. She worked for Kayleigh McEnany. They just did a big uh, profile of her.
4: Uh, in the AP. It is interesting, too. A lot of the Trump, Trumpy mm-hmm. um, uh, national candidates. Right. A lot of them don't look like like your um, vest-wearing older Caucasian Republican man. Oh no! Including her, she's 25 years she's old. Or gonna she's going to be the youngest Katie.
3: person elected to right. Congress if she's elected. She's 25, and so they did And this- like
4: Herschel Walker, obviously, right? You know, this like, there's a lot of this. There's, I, I mean, I, I, I mean,
3: Doctor Oz is a Muslim, right?
4: Exactly, exactly. There is a whole lot of diversity. I mean, these are like, you know, these. This is kind of the crazy kids, but. There's a whole lot of diversity, you know, coming out. So, as an
3: as an obviously, you've got the you've got the, the, woman,
4: you've got the uh, Hispanic woman in Texas, right?
3: My Myra Flores. Yep. Yeah, and she could she could have trouble in a, in a real election because she was elected in a special. But uh, I haven't looked at the individual polling for that race. But um, yeah, the AP did a big profile on Caroline Levitt and how she'll be the youngest one. She also worked for Elise Stefanik at one point. I. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Don Baldock also. There was just a poll that came out with him tied, which yeah. that's one that's going to rankle if he wins a lot. That's the New Hampshire national Senate candidate mm-hmm. because the Democrats put money into his race to make him win yep. his primary because they thought they'd they'd be laughing you know, come November. I think that
4: is beautiful. That is beautiful. I really hope
3: he wins if only for that, because that, that would be so perfect. And so, yeah, they have like that as a 75% chance of Maggie Hassan winning. I think that, I think that's dangerous for ground for them. I think um, those are my like, most likely, so I think Pennsylvania will be a hold because that's currently a Republican, and then I think they'll pick and up Georgia. By the, and the Nevada. way, every
4: single every single radio TV show this weekend said these are dangerous because there's so many election deniers. This is oh, why yeah. it's so dangerous. These this media is so desperately trying mm-hmm. to scare you into voting differently.
3: And then I think they'll pick up at least one of Arizona and New Hampshire. So I think that they'll they'll pick up for sure. Georgia, and Nevada.
4: Um, uh, the Decision Desk has called it for Blake Masters in Arizona.
3: Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Really? Wow. It okay. is in.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, but
3: and the governor's races are shocking, too. Lee Zeldin is doing incredibly well right Ronnie now. Ronnie D is
4: going up to visit him. I just wonder if he may be yeah. there today.
3: Uh, I thought that already happened. Oh, did it? I thought okay. the big rally already happened. Weren't you showing me things of it? Oh, with- was that the Luke Bryan yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the big rally that they had, I believe, in Long Island, in your neck of the woods.
4: Mm, yeah. I wish he'd go up and say hi to Bob Sophanowski. Yeah. So, maybe you should ask Pusha.
3: I don't know. I don't know. Is she maybe. working for the campaign or just the for the campaign? His she works for Come on, C P let's for go like Desantis to I'd ask Bob
4: if he had asked him and he said no. So I was like, I don't know if Bob has got a has got a a and line it, to him. Hmm. But we do.
3: So anyway, yeah, so he came up and did a big rally for Zeldin, who's like surging right now. There's so much excitement in that race. People are freaking out because they could absolutely win that race. Oh, Kathy
4: Hochul's awful.
3: She's terrible. She's going to blow it big time. Should we do the chat chat? We are over time. Hang on. I Uh, have one more thing to say about this because not only is the New York race way closer than they're saying, but also um, the uh, Connecticut race that you were just talking about, the Stefanowski Mm -hmm. one, had a poll that had him within five. Which is, that's like.
4: It makes a lot of sense because it was a squeaker last time around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, now it's four years. The last time around was 2018, of course.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's some other polls too that have it like 11, 18, but there's a couple that have it like five, seven. It's so, you know, they, it could be off, but it could be off in a different direction too. You just don't. I know. find it
4: impossible to believe. There is
3: totally. also, um, did I tell you about the Massachusetts poll that came out? Shows Jeff D.L. down like a ton. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is it shows him down uh, all this amount. But they only pulled 18% unenrolled voters. And Massachusetts is more than half unenrolled. And if you look at the actual ta- cross tabs, he's winning the unenrolled voters by eight points. Hmm. So, but they didn't do half a poll's worth of independent voters they only did 20 percent of the poll's worth of independent voters so it comes out looking really weird i can't believe they did that it's like shocking to me
5: yeah
3: that the poll is the out chat like chat? that we can do the chat chat now. all right to
9: hello tom and alice this is Hi. nick from connecticut Hi. Hi. i love listening to your podcast but um uh big listener of KMS. Oh, good. And I enjoyed oh, listening. We
3: haven't talked about your appearance at all. That's going to go into the other show, I guess. In
4: the, the Patreon show. Well, you're never going to have the... You never... Colony doesn't pay for that. So you're going you to have to... You can s-
3: send him a link if you're that desperate s- oh, for do we have attention. Link save links? You can, I can send you a link to get around Oh, it.
4: my God. What are we doing here? <laughs> you're fresh off the mini-hand show. We haven't talked about it. We have to spend a minute to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, okay, let me tell you, I thought that Alice was in the Kirk Minihan show. I thought that you were uh, great on it. Thank you. I thought that you didn't seem very nervous. Um, I mean, I mean. I always put myself in there. So there, there are times during the phone calls that I think I would have jumped right into the phone call. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah. those two Kirk day- didn't
3: take calls with you, right? Right. Why?
4: I wouldn't, I didn't shut up and it was also a late <laughs> Sunday show, um, I don't think Kirk wanted every aspect of his show tainted by my appearance, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I thought that they were good. I was surprised that you defended me so much, Uh, but you, but you said how you feel. I mean, obviously, I said
3: I was just me. I don't know. I don't know what Kirk could possibly have made of that because I'm an odd person. But
4: just think, a week ago, I had a massive head wound with thirty-five stitches. And I was in the back of an ambulance uh, at the hands of your violence, a la um, Paul Pelosi. And what's going on over there? I
3: don't know. Pepper, are you okay?
4: I think she's gonna projectile vomit, or something happened. The, the dogs get fur balls. <laughs> I
3: don't know.
4: Okay. Um, and now today, you're wearing um, it's, it's rated R lingerie for me.
3: It's not. Rated R, and it's not lingerie. It's a Halloween costume.
4: Okay, so what are your other takeaways? One, the, well, I think we can agree that the studio—it looks like a murder zone. It like <laughs> a, it's like it's in an odd building. There were some
3: <coughs> scary homeless people around when I walked back to my well, car. Yeah, the I was studio, like, I could the,
4: actually. The play, the, the, die. The, like once you go in there itself, the pl- place looks like there should be police tape around and in like in blue lights. You know, finding uh, samples of everything that a <laughs> vice squad would be looking for, where many crimes and murders and rapes take place. The place is. Looks, well, you know what's interesting that Alice said is she got in there and you never once saw Dave Cullenay no. in, in person.
3: No, I only saw. He's kind of moving behind. You did the show and Alice you still saw. have
4: not beheld Dave Cullenay. No, I haven't. What a Dave! I tell you, that is uh, that that is etiquette one hundred and one <laughs> to go to hide back there. God knows what he was doing. I mean, yeah, he was they sorted. were doing
3: stuff. They were doing stuff when I yeah, got at there. Yeah, but
4: Kirk said hello to you.
3: He kind of waved to me, but he was in the middle of doing like something with dave producing it in the other room mm-hmm. so they were like doing things and then it was time for the show to start so that's all but yeah i, I believe to my knowledge i don't think kirk knew that that was going to be me there
4: oh right and
3: so that i think that was a surprise i don't know what he made of it i don't know i would be
4: so nervous to to try to surprise him yeah that i would man, never because it could go any way
3: yeah so it's that's why I say I don't know could be what thrilled. he could possibly have made of it. I'm curious to watch tonight's show and hear what. He-
4: oh, we gonna have tomorrow. We're gonna have to do service it right, Alice, because we should play cutter two, etc. I can't. I can't believe how do we not do that tonight? You know what it was? Is because you're <laughs> because you're half naked. Sorry. It's a distraction for um, me. Anyway, but uh, yeah,
3: I th- I thought it was really fun. I think he's like super talented and mm-hmm. and great and. Does an amazing job. But well, marry him, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I um, I I don't know. It, it was fun to do it. It was a cool experience. So I don't know if it was what anybody would have expected it to be. But did, I did just he showed eat, up in,
4: did he eat uh, teddy, teddy Grahams Yeah, in front of you.
3: Um, yeah, he did. I he think. did. I think he did. If I recall, Weird. yeah.
4: Did he talk How about did he just teddy you Talk about it's my good. friend Keith McLaren.
3: He asked if I know him, which I do. I was out with him uh, like a week ago. That's right. We were trying to tell him he's famous now.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh,
3: yeah, there's pictures of uh, you with Keith
4: like last week. Should we go back in to hear what Nick has to say? Sure. Let's listen to it next time.
9: Hello, Tom and Alice. This is Nick from Connecticut. I love listening to your podcast, but I'm a big listener of KMS. And I enjoyed listening to Alice on KMS today. She is the best, which is probably (laughs) the reason why I listen to the Burn Barrel podcast, because I love listening to Alice's point of view on
4: things. This is what's called... Ask Kissery, Alice. This is not Nick. Does <laughs> not, nice not really feel this say. way. He You don't being, feel it
3: was like a little. See, this is the only thing. This is the
4: same thing with the poll that's out there. It's the a Twitter poll: Who's mm-hmm. better, Kirk, Alice, or Tom? And mm-hmm. people, it's like seventy-two percent say Alice. That is horse bleep. It is, is patronizing because she's a chick, and you guys, I know, guys, believe me, mm-hmm. I'm wretched too. I know, I know. But this is this. I mean, she'll take it all day. She loves to hear it. So
3: <laughs> I know, Manner's complimented me too.
9: And Tom, you're great too. Thank you, Nick. Sorry, I can't listen to your show on TSE because I listen to podcasts, not radio anymore. I hear you, Nick. <laughs> have a good day.
3: It is available as a podcast.
4: Yeah, lots of it is available. Much as of podcasts. it, yeah. Just if, if somebody offers you a people meter, Nick, just take it and just—I <laughs> don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but um, but uh,
3: Morgan also says in the chat that I was great and that I oh, should you know have worn said- your
4: vest. <laughs> you know who said that? Uh, um, great Polar sent me a message saying you did great.
3: That's nice. That's a pretty high compliment. That's so, a high compliment. So yeah, the only thing I really—I mean, I can't help it if people are gonna like me or not like me. I don't know. But the only thing mm-hmm. about it that I feel I—and I thought that I had lots of places where I could mm-hmm. have done, could have been better. But I wasn't quite used to Kirk's pacing and stuff. But there's also just. There's something about it's a little bit of a boys' club, the minnehan Show, and oh, It's not a ways, little bit,
4: it is definitely a boys' club. And you don't
3: necessarily need some chick showing up in it. Well, you know that's
4: why I said it's a bad fit.
3: Yeah, so that's the only thing about it. That what it make, does eh. is it
4: it makes Kirk and Dave behave themselves.
3: Well, yeah. So I mean, which
4: is good because if had they not, you know, you know, and just had they treated you like they treat me, then people wouldn't have liked to see that. You know.
3: Morgan says he voted for me in the poll because you n- never followed him back on Twitter. Oh, so. did he tell
4: me? Oh, now I now never. It's never gonna happen, Morgan. Oh, like he's a Patreon, so I probably should.
3: <sighs> anyway, um... so
4: the rumor is of the Paul Pelosi uh, attack is that they were uh, gay lovers in a squabble. I don't know what that. Um, I don't know what to make of this. It's definitely you not. Know, if if Paul's. Uh, closeted homosexual, you know. This is the weirdest way for uh, that to come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, hmm, I don't want to get in trouble. I, I, it, it's not the weirdest I think historically, there have been crimes
3: between gay lovers.
4: Uh, well, yes. Yeah, I'll just... just y- Back when it was more of a scorned thing in the world, I
2: think.
6: Hey, Tom. Hey. It's Paul. Hey, Paul. I heard you
0: got a little
4: scratch on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Toughen up, buttercup. It was 18 stitches. I bled. No. I lost about four pints of blood. No, you didn't. My neighbor, who I saw today for the first time, still is wearing the same clothes with old, dry <laughs> blood on it.
5: <laughs> not- I was
4: gushing, Paul. You, my friend, have never been injured to the extent that I was injured. I was our kids get more injured than that like
3: every day just playing outside that is
4: incorrect I I was this was Paul Pelosi level damage that I suffered that day
3: thank you so much for listening if you are on Patreon stay there because we are going to jump over and I have important information about uh, flying on flights while fat which is um, well Tom won't need to know anymore but um, you know he might find interesting and uh you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's where you can leave chat, chat messages, and on social media.
5: La
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods